0: You are listening to a Strange and Beautiful Network Classics Collection episode. This episode was originally released under our parent podcast, Strange and Beautiful Book Club. Welcome back, listeners. This is CTOK 93.4 FM, and we're live on the air. Welcome back, friends.
1: Hi. It's
0: time for- <laughs> Matt's here. He's here in body. I don't know if he's here in spirit.
1: I'm about... 75% here.
0: Yeah. Uh, he came back from our vacation with a, a present, a souvenir, a gift. Not the, not the Rona. We tested. He's clear, but it was still nasty.
1: I didn't get out of bed for two days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it was kind of like an extended vacation, but with lots of mucus and fever and moaning and sadness. Uh yeah, um, I'm fine. So. I'm feeling better now. Well, that's that's good. You're feeling good enough. Feeling up up to some forever night. So that's yep. good. Because
1: guess that's what? That's saying a lot.
0: It's a forever night episode. Just,
1: just teasing. Shut
0: <laughs> <up>. <laughs> you like this show? You just don't admit to yourself that you like this show.
1: It's, it's like Pippin getting I snuggled. S- I can see through you. He can't. He can't admit that he likes snuggles. Yeah. You know that that'd be. Beneath his dignity. Beneath
0: his dignity. But god damn, does he like a snuggle?
1: <laughs> I probably don't like Forever Night as much as Pippin likes to snuggle.
0: Yeah, but the, the metaphor stands. Yeah. Simile? Metaphor. It's a metaphor. Metaphor. So we are on episode ten, season one of Forever Night.
1: That means this is the tenth Forever Night episode.
0: It is. Congratulations to us. Yay. It means we are almost halfway through season one which means we are almost a sixth of the way through the entire series. That's good. I don't know if it's good. I'll be sad when we wrap this up, I think. But this one is dead air. All right, so, hi, friends. I'm Rachel. And I'm Matt. Welcome to the Strange and Beautiful Book Club. I haven't split the pod officially yet.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, guys, we have one more piece of business. We're splitting the pod. I announced it in the Books with Talk. Books, <laughs> Books with Talk. <laughs> I announced it in the Book Talk with Kate episode, but it was at about hour three, minute 10. So, hey, if you Maybe missed it- Maybe not everybody got there. If you missed it, it's fine. It's fair. I get it. You missed some really, really animated discussion. I slept
1: go. through the whole recording. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the recording process. The recording. process. Yes, the recording yeah. process. Yeah. yeah, because you were knocking on knocking on death's door. And yeah, I
1: think I came out for like ten minutes, and Kate told yeah. me to go lay down.
0: Yeah, Kate went, "Whoa, that's that's go away." <laughs> go you, look, you look very wraith like hoodie with the hood up. Yep. you were paler than usual. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great. But anyway, we're splitting the pot. That's the whole point of this. Um, we kind of naturally split the pot already, so we're just going to go ahead and do it. And we're going to have a strange and beautiful book club. We'll continue to host uh Rachel and Kate discussing various books. Books, books. It'll be the book club.
1: And any, any books with Rachel and Matt would go under there, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we have a third mic now, so we could do any combination thereof. Yeah. Kate, Rachel, and Matt. Rachel and Matt. Rachel and Kate. Yeah,
1: maybe once I get through more of the uh, Port of Thorns and Roses books. Yeah. Uh, we can have a three-person conversation I about think that'd it.
0: that'd be really fun. Yeah. So that's where the books will continue to live. But we will also be starting a second podcast for our movies and television show episodes.
1: Link in the show notes.
0: Not yet. I'm 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 keeping it hush. <laughs> I'll keep it a little hush. You gotta you gotta come back and find out about it. I'll probably be announcing all that stuff on Instagram this coming week because I want to wait okay, till yeah. I. Okay, it'll migrate. be on
1: Instagram. It'll be on the website.
0: Yeah, we're gonna migrate our hosting platform. So once I get everything moved over and I get our new host set up, um, I'll be announcing everything because then I'll feel like my chickens have hatched and I can can show them off instead of like I got eggs. I'm almost certain they're gonna hatch. <laughs> Well, I'm not 100 so we're just gonna and we're gonna wait on that but that's a that's a little, a little surprise coming up for you guys might even be ready by our movie episode this week which is going to be everything everywhere all at once and that oh, will be yeah. coming out friday
1: neither rachel nor i have seen this movie no
0: nope, should be good uh but anyway in the meantime let's get started uh so it's forever night. We know it's the 90s, but if we didn't know it was the 90s, sure it's fuck do after this intro cuz this woman has Wee! got 90s perm. She's smoking inside. She's hosting a radio program. I mean, we got the whole 90s package here. Um especially the smoking inside. Like you forget when we were children it was legal to like smoke in restaurants.
1: Yeah, that's
0: Remember going to a restaurant and they'd be like smoking or non, and you just had to hope that you weren't on the table that was somehow the delineation between the smoking and the non <laughs> section? Like the There's smoke, an invisible wall there. <laughs> like the smoke magically stayed on that side. Right. Yeah. Um, oh,
1: how, how about this, honey? The smoking section of the airplane. Oh, my God. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the 90s was 30 years ago. Um, I know that makes me feel old as shit, but sometimes you forget how long ago it really was uh, because I can remember it. So it was a long time ago. Anyway, so she's smoking. She's got smoking 90s perm hair. Um, And she's hosting like a kinky, intimate radio show uh, where people call in and talk about...
1: Tell me your fantasies. Yeah,
0: various uh, sexual and relationship fantasies. It's
1: not always relationship stuff because one of them was like, the shadow side of yourself
0: oh yeah it's just like taboo like that walk in the line of taboo yeah so uh this guy the guy that calls in is definitely walking the line because he kills somebody on the air and that's our murder he
1: starts off by having the woman talking oh yeah the lady says you turn me on and she says, oh, is it because... Or does she switch collars? She switched collars. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, I was, was looking
0: he, at Matt with like a really confused expression. I thought he I'm had the that. woman on the air. No, and then they and said then there's another collar. Because the... oh, okay. he says, you turn me on. She tries to that get heart. that person to keep talking, and they like giggle. And so she switches to another collar. Okay. And that collar is the one that is um, is the, the murderer. Okay. And so this is our murder du jour of the episode, which is... Um, this fellow calling into Christina Noble's radio program and killing people on the air. So now that we've set that up, but up, but up, go right intro into our music. intro. Intro. Yeah. He was brought across in 1228. Hey, I think we should do an Instagram reel where we redo the intro. i do that. I'm done. <laughs> We'd have to try to get permission to use that music.
1: Um, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, it would probably fall under creative use.
0: Oh, uh, I don't know. Well, because in, we're
1: modifying it.
0: I'm I'm in a Facebook group, a uh, Forever Night uh-huh. Facebook group, yeah. and uh, Fred Melvin is on that group. So I, I can ask you, him. You can ask. I can ask.
1: Hey, hey Fred. Hey, Fred. Can, can, can I use, use your music? Can I
0: you use your music in a totally non-ironic way? Like, we really totally love your show. We just review it and uh, take a, it apart piece by piece because we love it so much. I love it so much. Matt, don't give me that look. Uh, so anyway, when we cut to Stone Tree, um, and Stone Tree's like angry. He's angry this he's whole mad. episode. He's real mad. He's like big mad this entire episode. Maybe it's episode. his time of the month. I don't know. It's, it's something. There's a full moon. Skanky's got some, whatever his astrological symbol is, is in retrograde or whatever. I don't know, but he's Maybe having. this is
1: Stone Tree's werewolf period.
0: Could be. God, would that have been a better show? Shit.
1: Is Stone Tree was a werewolf?
0: Yes. Oh, my God. He's yeah. already
1: Native, Native American. He can pull off.
0: Oh, we're going to get our 90s Native American mysticism episode. Oh, don't. Oh. Don't you just hold on to is, those hot little is pants, Is that sir. with Stone
1: Tree or is that a later season? Oh, it's a later season. Ah, oh, darn. You
0: know, we always get them. The 90s always oh, had yeah. one. You could count on it. It was like clockwork. It was like the seasons. It just popped up. All of a sudden, there was some really kitschy chanting. And there was usually this person that lives in a city dress. but is somehow still deeply entrenched in I mean it was it, it, you could you could you could always count on it right and we're going to get it but we're not going to get it yet um but anyway I would like to explore this idea of Stone Tree being a werewolf further because that sounds like a really that would make if you added some more supernatural creatures to this show it's a totally different show yeah yeah I don't know that yeah, I want to see I'm the 90s version of the we werewolf if we knew
1: somebody that wrote forever night fan fiction <laughs> this might be <laughs> a really interesting prompt I'm for in that th- person to write some new fan fiction
0: i'm in this picture and i don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway stone tree is talking to christina noble and she's smoking again in like she just smokes everywhere she is she doesn't even ask she just smokes it was the 90s was you didn't 90s, have to ask. whatever and she's trying to tell him that somebody was killed on her radio program, and he's like, "Allegedly, allegedly, someone was killed on your radio program." Which, hey, Stone Tree, just wild tip here. Let's assume the murder happened until proven otherwise, instead of the other way around. Because right. I'd rather have you try to solve a murder that didn't happen than not solve a murder that did happen. Just a just a little tip there.
1: Right. This is a little bit uh, mansplaining.
0: Yeah, where he's like, mm-hmm, yeah, okay, whatever." She's like, "No, literally, he killed her on my program. I have the tape. Do you want like my you want my help on this?" And he's like, "No. No, we'll call you." you "Oh, you oh, go darling. Home. You go we home.
1: we can take care of this. The police are good at this kind of thing."
0: Yeah, and she's wearing an amazing top, which we watched this episode twice. And um Matt commented on the top both times. <laughs> it is low, 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 low. And she's not wearing any kind of a bra at and all. She's, she's gesticulating wildly. And everything
1: is filled out.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're not getting a lot of left to the imagination with this top. So she turns around to leave.
1: <laughs> and slam right into Nick. Yeah. And he goes, whoa. <laughs> and I said, well, that's because he almost got staked.
0: Because <laughs> it's cold in there, guys. I'm just going to leave. <laughs> it's cold in there. And so he's like, whoa, meter running?
1: Because she's in a hurry. Because
0: she's in a hurry. And so he gets a little bit of chit-chat with Stone Tree. And Stone Tree continues his, like, angry man routine. He does not like Christina Noble at all. And he's like, um, psychiatry is supposed to help people. It's not supposed to be used as some kind of on-the-air gimmick. So maybe Stone Tree just needs... Maybe Stone Tree. I, I don't know. I don't know where Stone Tree is getting this extra anger from, but he's going to carry this burden through the entire episode. Um, oh, and Nick is in his signature look, which is a suit jacket and a shirt buttoned all the way to the top, sans tie. I'm not. Nick has worn a tie once, and that's in the episode where he had to go to the uh, court where he had to talk in court. And so later, um, Nick and Skanky are driving in the car, which they're always driving in the car with no specific destination. Are they just driving around?
1: Uh, uh, it doesn't make sense for detectives to just be cruising around. Yeah, you think they like... if have you're like, a patrolman, sure.
0: Yeah. Well, they're in the car. and but they're, they're di- in
1: Canada, so who knows? Uh,
0: they're discussing the... I mean, especially with Nick's gas prices, right?
1: Well, no, no, no. Okay. Okay. With Nick's gas mileage, Yes. With the price of gas in the 90s, not so much. It, it's kind of a break-even thing.
0: Yeah, true. Um, fun fact, my childhood family car had two gas tanks. Two two of them.
1: So you could make it between gas stations. Yeah,
0: so you could make it between gas stations because it got like eight miles to the gallon. Uh, so Skanky is complaining about this television or this radio program. And he actually gets a fun line with Nick where he's like, Why are you defending Christina Noble? You always fall for the damsel in distress.
1: Never listen to this
0: stuff. The job's enough of a reminder what a colorful world we live in.
1: I know what real fear looks like. She was scared. Scared that her
0: ratings might slip?
1: No, she had that cornered look, but she'd gotten in too deep. Oh,
0: come on, Nick. You know what I worry for you? Every time you fall for this damsel in distress routine. For your information, Christina Noble is a hardened pro. I bet you right now she's back in the saddle again, so to speak. Which is true. It's true, Nick that wrong all and always follow, falls for the damsel in distress. And then he goes to talk about all of the things that Christina has had on her show that make her not the damsel in distress. oh yeah, he's like, just
1: reciting yeah. like six, this one eight time things.
0: this one time on her show and then this other time, and Nick's like, you sure know a lot about this show for somebody that doesn't ever listen to it right. Skanky's like it's research. <laughs> it's
1: research. <laughs> and, Skanky's face goes real straight. Yeah, it's research. <laughs>
0: and so Sk- Skanky's like, but she's back on. And Nick's like, no, no, you know, somebody just murdered himself. Oh, yeah, she's a heard. hardened pro. She's a hardened pro. And so Skinky turns the radio to her program, and of course she's back on. And while they're listening, the killer calls in and is getting ready to kill another woman. And so Nick Pulls off to
1: the side. He mentions the bridal suite, and Nick is like, okay, that's specific enough for me to try to hunt it down.
0: Yeah. So he pulls up, pulls the car off to the side. He turns it off, hops out, and Skanky's like, where, where are you going? And Nick's like, oh, I'm going to call it into the station.
1: Like he doesn't have a radio <laughs> like, in the car like specifically he- <laughs> to call things in. Like he doesn't have... A cell phone in the car, specifically to call things in. He has has to get out.
0: (laughs) He has an actual cell phone, because we use it in this episode. (laughs) But he gets out, and he's like, I got to go call this in. Um, I'll I'll see you later, Skeggy." And he just, he dips. Because, of course, he runs down an alleyway, and then he takes off. He flies off to land on a rooftop and do the the standard superhero stand on the rooftop and yeah, listen the, the for the superhero
1: damsel. super hearing yeah. thing listening amongst the tall buildings for the room where there's a guy talking
0: right like he could pick that out of the entire well I don't know maybe he could if
1: he tried hard enough
0: and then we get our first flashback of the episode which this flashback is shoehorned into this
1: yeah yeah
0: they were like oh um. Uh, I don't okay,
1: think. we we need a similar experience from Nick's past. Yeah. Uh, um, mm, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna well, go. Maquot and Jeanette are gonna be there. Okay. 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 Uh, but it needs to be a ritualistic, cathartic killing of another person uh, to recreate the experience of killing another. Person who was very close to you in your past, uh, probably a parent, uh, but it needs to be mm-hmm. from one of Nick's memories.
0: Yeah, it can't be Nick because that makes him a little villainous. It can't be Jeanette because we don't ever learn shit about her background. Um, okay. so it's got to be LaCroix. Who, who would Laqua
1: mm-hmm. kill? Okay, uh, well, it can't be exactly the same, so it can't be Laqua's mother. Okay, so it's Laqua. In this ritualistic cathartic killing of his father.
0: Oh yeah. Okay, we got Shit, it. it. It's money. It's gold. So we get our lacroix patricide fantasy, which is this entire All right. flashback. Huzzah! <laughs> Where Lacroix is making incomprehensible statements about like father.
1: Tell uh, me you love me. Tell
0: me you love me, and it's a little.
1: Tell me you mm, forgive me.
0: Yeah, and the first time we see Nick, he's wearing like a chainmail crusade style chainmail hood. And then several other times when we come back, he just has this long blonde wig and he's sort of in the background and it's dim probably because this wig is not amazing. And this is our one of our least successful flashbacks, I would say. And when we get a couple of I think we're supposed to be trying to get like uh, this is why LaCroix is who is how he is because he had daddy issues and that somehow relates to this thing that's going on. But at the same time, you're left wondering, like, what what, what the actual fuck is happening? Because Jeanette is in on it. She's helping.
1: Le- Jeanette is inciting yeah. this.
0: Yeah, she's legitimately happy to help in this fantasy of LaCroix murdering his father.
1: Which um, maybe, maybe LaCroix kind of builds up, like... Psychological baggage, yeah, and then just every every ten or twenty years he needs to go through ritual patricide, yeah uh and just to just to release the tension, yeah, okay, and so she over a thousand years of Jeanette being with Lacroix, just she's hanging like, out, whatever La- she's LaCroix. she's kind of figured out like uh, like. <laughs>
0: LaCroix, Laqua, Laqua, is it time to dress somebody up like your dad and kill them again? Is Will that help? Will you feel that? Ba- I got you a present. It's
1: like noticing when your spouse is hangry and yeah. pulling the bag of snacks out of your purse. It's
0: nothing like a being Snickers. Like,
1: hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, honey, don't you need... Uh, a Snickers, yeah. or here's a bag of peanuts. <laughs> uh,
0: so anyway, that's our flashback, which we talked about it longer than the actual flashback is. I think if you chunked out all the parts yeah. of it and put it together, it's about three minutes long. We get almost no flashback in this episode. We do get a flying scene. Yes, Because Nick takes off from the top of this the hotel, roof of the building, yeah. and it's like a. Whoosh, and I like
1: a- mentioned to Rachel, this was probably the cleanest flying scene yet. Yeah. Because it was small and it looks like they they paid somebody enough money to do this well that they pulled it off. And it's such a short time frame and it's like small on the screen. Yeah. it's just this tiny green screen effect of probably a miniature rather than trying to do a camera of an actual actor. Yeah.
0: Uh, and so Skanky, who's in the car and who used the radio in the car to call for backup, <laughs> thank God Skanky wasn't relying on Nick to leave and call for backup like, oh, I don't know, Nick said he was going to because Nick didn't call for any fucking backup. He just dipped, took off to a rooftop. So Skanky actually called. He, you know what? He calls in backup before Nick has even like left, the, left his line of sight. Right. He picks up the radio and calls it in and they're like well there's a emergency you need to get to it and he's like he's like uh, i'm solo in the car yeah nick's gone and they're like whatever nick did his thing sorry skank you got to get to the you got to get to the place there's an emergency so while nick was trying to like doppler radar his way to the bad guy they found a dead body um, and this is our only Natalie scene in the entire episode. Oh, yeah. And for someone who is uh, who just lost their brother after he got shot by a bad guy, turned into a vampire, murdered half a dozen people, and then got staked in front of her, she's remarkably calm. In fact, she makes a vampire joke. She's like, wow, this makes you vampires look like fluffy bunnies. And then she throws the blanket over the top of the dead body and just dips.
1: It's just uh, it's just cover for people that missed that episode, so and they don't have any hints. There's no spoilers. Yeah, for when the reruns come on.
0: I guess. Well, Natalie dips, and that's it. That's Natalie. Hi, Natalie. Bye, Natalie. We don't see Natalie ever again. Um, this whole episode is very. Um, it feels very odd. There's a, it, there's it's a, very
1: Nick centric.
0: It's Nick centric, but it's also very out of time. There's not a clear timeline of what's happening because Nick arrives at the apartment where they found the dead body. Oh, that's not this one. This one is like a um, I don't know, but they've got a terrible popcorn ceiling. I noted it both times we watched it. Whoever applied that popcorn ceiling did a real shitty job, <laughs> or the roof that or the ceiling it was applied on was pretty shitty to start with because it's like patchy. It's nasty. Um, it's not a great apartment, um, but Nick gets there, and he's like, "Oh, this is definitely related to our. This is related to our um, radio killer." And Stone Tree's like, "You don't need fucking proof of that. I don't see any fucking proof." Nick and Nick's like, oh, "Okay, cool." So he picks up the phone and pushes redial, and it's like, "He's hey. like, where's
1: her phone?" Yeah, he's like the um, what do you say? Miracle, Miracle of modern, modern, modern convenience. Yeah. yeah,
0: not enough. There's got to be another link here somewhere. Wait a sec. Where's the phone?
1: Bag, we're checking it for prints. Let me see. Well, here's the modern conveniences. Automatic redial. C T O K Radio, can I help you?
0: Automatic redial.
1: <laughs> yeah, so he takes the phone out of the evidence bag, out of the evidence box, and plugs it back in and hits automatic redial, which I didn't. See gloves on his hands when he was pulling it out of the evidence Garrett bag. Fucking
0: t- and he didn't have gloves. But on. then,
1: when he's holding the phone up to his ear, oh. he has on a glove.
0: Holy shit! We did some actual police work. Hey, hey! We actually
1: maintained the forensic evidence.
0: Woo-hoo! Good job, you guys. You're like- <laughs> so he pushes redial, and it goes CTOK, which is the radio station. And Nick's like. Push. What's that? Oh, that's some fucking evidence, Stone Tree. That's what that is. And so Stone Tree, still angry, walks them out. And he's like, "Uh, Stone Tree, Skanky, and Nick get a little bit of a chit chat. And Skanky suggests looking through records. And Nick is like, okay, well, you go do that. Um, I think we should put a tap on the phone at the radio station. And Stone Tree's like, okay, I'm putting Nick on that. And (laughs) Skanky's like, well, why does Nick get to go talk to the people? Why does he get the live ones? And Stone Tree's like, um, they like him. (laughs) Nick, I want you to go down to the radio station tomorrow. In the meantime, we better start checking Hotel Bridal
1: Switch. How come he gets the live ones? They like him. Yeah?
0: Yeah, it's fair. So then we cut to Nick is tapping the radio phone line. He has this whole setup that he's got in like an adjacent room.
1: Which... Seems weird. It seems like a magic piece of technology.
0: I looked it up. It's a thing. Like I googled it. Oh, you did. Because it Cause has a label. From on what the top. I've heard,
1: you normally you coordinate that with the phone company, and the phone company traces it through their own system. Yeah, I looked
0: up the thing. The, there's like a label. They very clearly show the the thing the they're brand using of the, with the, the like appliance and the name of exactly what it is okay. on it. And so I did look it up. And I don't remember the specifics, because this is when we first watched it, which was pre-vacation. And this is post-vacation, but I remember feeling... We drank a lot
1: of brain wipe juice.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) Hey, guys. It's like when you have candy in a jar. Anyone want to guess how many alcoholic drinks we managed to pack away in three days? Hey, Between two people? Whoever gets the closest gets a shout-out on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you can
1: comment on instagram maybe we'll put up it put it up as an instagram oh all an instagram
0: poll or whatever oh yeah i don't know if you can do that i don't know instagram that well but um yeah so we can
1: definitely do a poll on discord
0: the few brain cells that i have left are all high-fiving each other because we were satisfied with whatever i discovered when i googled it last time (laughs) uh and what it is is just like a, a number a line of numbers and then like three buttons and so nick pushes two of the buttons like prepping it, and then um, Christina Noble starts her show, and um, the guy, of course, calls in. Of course, he calls in, and Nick pushes the thing to trace it. But the guy has like a a little stopwatch because oh, somehow yeah. so he knows they're tracking from his, him. Pr-
1: his perspective: the first time he calls in, he goes up to a payphone, which. Some some people listening may have never seen one in the wild. <laughs> there were this just phones on just... posts, and you put physical money in, <laughs> and you dial. <laughs> anyway. Find
0: a YouTube video. I'm sure they exist. Um, so we
1: see him walk up wearing gloves. He drops a couple quarters in, uh, calls the number, and starts a stopwatch yeah. as soon as they pick up. And then... The last time you see the stopwatch, it's at like fifty seconds, and then he says he ha- uh, he just hangs up. He says his last line, yeah, uh, and hangs up. And it's right before they get the last number on the phone trace appliance.
0: Yeah, which Christina holds it together pretty well. She does.
1: Yeah, as Nick is prompting her. Yeah, like, like
0: keep going, whatever. But she's keep him
1: talking. Yeah,
0: she's yeah. doing a really good job pretending like she's not super upset about this right up until the very end where she feels like she pushes him a little hard. And that's why he hangs up. And Nick's like, no, you can't blame yourself about that. Cause he goes into chat with her, look to calm her down and assure her that she did a good job. And the guy says, Hey Nick, or the guy in the phone booth, the guy answering the phones and directing them to Christina says, Hey Nick, you've got a call and it's skanky. You want me to put it on speaker? And Nick's like, Oh, Skinky's your biggest fan. He's probably just here to call and talk about the show. And so they put it oh, on yeah. speaker, and Skanky's like, "We found another body.
1: We found a second body. <laughs> found a
0: second body." And Christine is like, "Oh my god, you found bodies!" And Nick's like, "Oh, that's um, uh that's, that's police, uh, business. That's police business. Yeah, it's, I can't, I can't comment on that." And so then he just dips, and we get a view of the city where it's almost dawn. So for some reason, we're establishing that it's close to dawn when Nick arrives at this apartment. I'm not really sure why.
1: It's oh right okay. So they arrive at the bridal
0: suite.
1: Yeah. Oh no no, no. is this the bridal? Su- no, this isn't the bridal. This su- is the bridal suite. Oh yes, this is yeah, the bridal this suite. Is the body. Body. Okay, yep. This is the second body. Okay, this is the second body. Here's here's my perception of what happened. Nick arrives as forensics is uh, as, as they're kind of clearing the scene, and then Dr. Christina Noble arrives. Yeah. And Skanky's like, "What the fuck, Nick?"
0: Yeah but right before that we get a little bit more flashback just a little sliver of flashback and it's the part where Nick is like what the fuck is wrong with you LaCroix? LaCroix's like "Um, if it bothers you don't fucking watch
1: (laughs) (laughs) for the pleasure for the sheer creativity of doing it you sicken me LaCroix
0: don't watch (laughs) <laughs> and I also noted that Skanky is getting the mutton chops. If you remember when we did... Oh, yes. Did,
1: His sidebirds are growing a longer Yes. And longer. When we
0: did the Dark Knight episodes, I said that Skanky had mutton chops. And you were like, no, no, he doesn't have mutton chops. He just has the weird, like, 90s haircut. And I remember Skanky with mutton chops. And so now I know why. It's because in the second half of this whole season, he's got mutton chops. So I just want to vindicate myself on that one. Skanky's got mutton chops. Um, but Christina does show up, do a little profiling. She mentions, mentions that she, she... wants to
1: volunteer to help yeah, with the she investigation. she
0: had interned as a forensic psychiatrist.
1: She did three years of her residency yeah. in forensic psychiatry.
0: Um, and so she starts, she's like, oh, the... The victim wore that, ma- that lipstick, didn't they? And they're all like, oh, my God, how did you know? <laughs> she's like, a woman
1: doesn't crush the lipstick when she applies well, it herself.
0: one, it's in an evidence bag. So, oh, I don't know. <laughs> well,
1: surprise. Well,
0: surprise. That's a, a pretty big smoke screen there. Um, also, it's smushed, which women don't do. Uh, and I just, you know, wild guess. It's in an apartment with the lady that died. Um, and it's getting late. Skanky's like, look, we're getting ready to close up. And the people from forensics are going to come back later and pick all this shit up. So we're all leaving. We can't leave you here alone.
1: So Nick's like, I'll vouch for her. I'll stay here with her. And then after Skanky leaves, uh, then we get a cut to the sun rising. And so it's like, oh, now Nick is stuck here during the day.
0: Yeah, Christina like cracks the blinds. Yeah. And he's like, skinky <gasps> <laughs> he doesn't actually do that. We don't make a big deal out of it, which is why I don't know why we included it all.
1: Um, so that we see him,
0: unless there. So there's some the filler. We're gonna get dumped about six minutes of filler towards the end. So unless there was something relevant that happened related to him being there during the day that we cut because it wasn't working. That's the only thing I can think of. Right, I,
1: I was thinking. That in the original cut, there was probably one extra day, and the extra day was him hanging out with that filler stuff. Yeah. Like, he couldn't sleep, so he was angstily playing chess with himself with his robe half undone or thunderstorms outside.
0: No, no, I think we dropped that in as filler because we cut something. That's what it feels like to me. It feels like we cut a scene. We cut content out. We cut a content, and we needed to fill in like well six minutes or so, unless there was more flashback that we cut, which I can definitely see that getting (laughs) gutted a little bit. Um, But that's the only reason I can think of that we make such a big deal about the fact that he's there during the day, because normally we just sort of avoid that issue. Or we make a huge deal out of it. It's never a middle-of-the-road topic, which is kind of how we treat it. So he ends up there with her, and she kind of goes over like a profile, and she's really describing um, Nick. Nick. Uh, The lab report said that the hair samples came back Caucasian. Yeah. I'd add to that um, attractive, intelligent, charming.
1: A guy with a lot going for him.
0: Yes. Everything except the most important thing. Self esteem. He doesn't feel part of the human race, less than. So the rules that apply for us don't apply for him. That's what enables him to go on killing, punishing.
1: Punishing women.
0: Yes, and himself. You see, each murder is an act of self hatred. Each murder confirms his belief that he's worthless. Yeah.
1: Jinx. Thanks.
0: Matt, Matt, Matt. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, or LaCroix, really. Um, it could go either way, but we're kind of left with a. Oh, this is uh, this is slightly unsettling because she's describing our. This main is character. the
1: profile of someone who could just be a serial killer. Yeah, and that includes Nick,
0: is, who is a serial killer.
1: Uh, yes. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's in a, a le- reformed serial. He's killer. He's in
0: a latency period, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, still.
1: He's a dormant serial killer. Yeah,
0: they do that. BTK did that. Yeah, until somebody wrote an article about him, and then he flipped his shit and was like, oh, oh my God, guys, I'm back in the news. And so then, yeah, anyway, that's a whole other thing. Uh, So Skanky, Skanky, meanwhile, has um, gone to examine the psych records um, because he finally got a warrant. Because they know this person was a patient, like a psychiatric patient, or they have presumed that it might be. Yeah, Yeah. and so he goes to the one and only psychiatric hospital. I don't know why we go to this one in particular, but he presents the warrant. Well, he first gets into an argument with the (sighs) female orderly. Oh man! Because God, have we not had enough skanky sexism in this episode?
1: Skanky's casual sexism. Finally, bites him in the ass.
0: Okay, I mean, it bites him job. in the ass usually well, immediately, but this okay, one's on but, the job. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This one is, you know, directly relevant to his work activities. Yes. Usually it's just him getting a cold shoulder or whatever. It, it's all like social repercussions. Yeah. But here he actually has like work, like responsibility repercussions.
0: Yeah. So Skanky has made this woman, this nurse probably, angry with him. And so when he presents the warrant, he's like, hey, how?" she goes, "Um, I'm sure they would make for great reading, but we can't just let anybody look at our records. And he's like, well, how about a warrant? And he pops out the warrant. And so she takes him to a room that's literally floor to ceiling boxes. And he goes, oh my God, don't you guys have like a computer? Isn't this all in some computer somewhere? She goes, yeah, it is.
1: She says something like, the warrant just says access to our records, not the database.
0: <laughs> Have fun, bitch. And she just leaves. <laughs> she tips. And so uh, we go back to Christina and Nick. And this is when she's describing him um, during the profiling stuff. And she recalls a patient that she once had, which is a really on the nose. She apparently only had one problematic patient, and that was enough to get her to quit. And so somehow she's like, yeah, this is really weird because this is exactly the kind of thing that he would do. Huh, that's really weird. And we also have a cut earlier on in the show where we see him with a bag that has a curly-haired wig in it, but we never, and Nick makes a mention of the fact that this person's mother, because this person that she was treating, who she ended up hospitalizing, um, their mother must have had blonde curly hair because right
1: and because so, the victims have all so far had well it's implied that he's
0: dressing them up with makeup and blonde curly wigs but we don't ever see it and we don't really fully explore it which is why i wonder if this is part of whatever was deleted
1: oh because, because i don't, don't get, remember them ever mentioning that he put a wig on them
0: Well, I have seen this episode probably like eight or nine times. So there's a scene where there's a bag on the floor and there's Mm -hmm. a spilled wig and the wig is blonde curly hair. Yeah. And then when she's profiling the guy, she said he's she says he's continuously killing his mother over and over again. But since it's not his mother,
1: he has to keep he has to
0: keep doing it. And Nick says, let me guess. She had blonde curly hair. And there's literally no reason for him to have said that unless the victims were getting dressed up with blonde curly hair. And we don't, that's it. Those are the two references to it that still exist. And so that's why I think something was missing in here because she does mention that part of like when he got out and she, or when she was treating him, he started to treat her like he treated his mother. Yeah. So he had transferred his feelings to her. And Nick calls it. He says, yeah, it's transference. She goes, yeah, that's, that's what they call it. And he's clearly dressing these women up like Christina Noble, which no one calls out at all. Except in this moment where he says, let me guess, they had blonde curly hair. Never once imagining that the fact that Christina Noble has blonde curly hair could somehow relate to this case. Right. And this and is like why it feels very... Her show. This feels very hand like They didn't tie it. There's so many loose... Just flapping in the wind, threads all over this episode. That right?
1: Why didn't they never connect it to her personally?
0: Right, because he was calling into he's her calling into radio her program.
1: show, and yeah. only her show. They're just
0: like, oh, it's because he wanted to get on the air. Well, he wanted to get on the air specifically with her. Right. Anyway, so um, we get another flashback segment, and this is the one where Nick, where LaQua's like, Oedipus.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell me you love me, Oedipus. Yeah. Tell me I forgive you, Oedipus.
0: Right. And Nick's like, uh, Oedipus killed his father on accident. Laqua's like, No one believes that that anymore.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You mean Oedipus, my son, for the treacherous introduction to the world that I gave you? Oedipus killed his father by accident. Nobody believes that. (laughs)
0: Not anymore. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. That's the end of that flashback. I mean, there's no more flashback. Nick, who is now trapped in this apartment because he arrived at dawn and then he chatted up Christina Noble, which this woman is not not good looking. She's striking. She has a very she has an extremely large face. Yeah. And she has these really high cheekbones and they're really pretty but she's got this 90s makeup on where she's
1: clearly it almost looks like she's had a facelift
0: well she's taken out her eyebrows she's tweezed out her entire eyebrows and she's drawn in an eyebrow in a really odd spot right
1: and, and, and it's I, like
0: a single line uh, and it ends yeah. up like foreshortening her entire face like yeah and so it ends up feeling disproportionate like her face takes up more of her head than it should and she's also got a kind of... I don't know if this is her natural curly hair or not, but I was looking her up on IMDb, and she was in like one to two episodes of pretty much every iconic television show in the <laughs> 90s.
1: So it's probably her natural hair.
0: Yeah. So I don't know, but um, anyway, they, there's a, they're quite flirty. Nick flirts with anything female. So uh, Skanky is just constantly insulting women, and Nick is constantly... Flirting with them.
1: Okay. So hot take. Skanky has a little bit of an incel vibe. <laughs>
0: oh, that's not a hot take. That's just a that's a full-on analysis.
1: Well, hot hot take in that it it just popped into my mind now. Yeah. No, he's when a when I was little. I was thinking through the the description of how he's behaving. Yeah. And so Skanky is always ogling the women. Yeah, oh yeah. And then uh Getting defensive because they act aggressively toward him. Right. And so he makes casually sexist remarks. Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: I'm, I'm following.
1: Whereas Nick treats every single person like a human being. Oh,
0: what? seriously? Like and women then, are people too? <laughs> and
1: then they act nice to him and he just... And then he flirts with them, right? Because oh, you're being nice to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll play around with you verbally. And-
0: it's very rarely an overly like sexual flirtiness. It's just oh, like yeah. a fun it's camaraderie, a playful. playful. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, only every once in a while does he really like act on an attraction, right. and usually it's very much reciprocated, or they're attempting to make it seem like it's reciprocated. At uh, like with Elise, where right. she. Especially in Dark Knight part One and two versus Nick Knight, where the Elise and Nick Knight, it felt a little forced. Yeah it felt like he was like love bombing her. But in Dark Knight One and Two, we get a much more natural, they're slightly attracted to each other. They're in like a heightened yeah, they emotional more, they situation. Chemistry. And so they're just acting on their attraction. Right. So that's what I, I, I always like where Nick, Nick really is uh, kind. He's generally kind to everybody that he comes across. Very rarely is he a dick. I mean, sometimes, the one where he breaks into her apartment, he gets a little sexually aggressive in that episode, but it's all part of what he's doing. Right, that's part of the character that he's playing undercover. Right. So Nick is stuck in this apartment. For what we have decided, I have decided, is some particular reason that we're never going to know about. And so they go down to the... Parking garage, which thank God I had a parking garage, or he really would have been stuck in the apartment all day. And he and Christina Noble have kind of a flirty, a slightly charged goodbye, where she says, "You know, thanks for thanks for listening." He's like, like, "You know what? You're really good at that." Yeah, and he's like, "You know, you were really good at that. You shouldn't have just given it up." And she's like, "I, "I hear you." And he's like, okay, well, I'll see you later. Bye. And then he gets in his car. And he, we get the cool thing where he watches her walk away in his rearview mirror. And you yeah. see part of his face in the rearview mirror. And you see her going retreating in the rearview mirror. And then as soon as she's gone, he gets out of the car, unlocks his trunk, and climbs in the trunk. Because that's where he's got to spend the day. And so he's chilling in the trunk all day. Uh, meanwhile, Skanky is still going through records. Which, he must have spent the day... Okay, so they were out at night together. Yeah. And he when he called in for backup, they went and got... They, uh, so when he called in for backup, they told him there was an emergency. So he went to the building that had the first body in it. Yeah. Nick showed up. They found out it was from the radio program. Nick left to go bug the radio program. Skanky left to go check the records. Right. He I left to go I don't think he get, went
1: to check the records until after the second body was found. So, but
0: he left. He went to go get a warrant. He's been trying to get a warrant for the records. Right. And so, he's been up this whole time because then they get a call about a second body. Because when Nick is when Nick is um, working at the radio program, Skanky's the one who calls him and tells him there's a second body. So then they go to this apartment with the second body, right. and it's dawn. So Skanky's been up all night. Yeah. And then meanwhile, while Nick is in the trunk, Skanky is at the hospital checking records during the day. Right, that's
1: when he finally got the warrant. Right. Is after he left. So Skanky the is not only
0: up all night, he's now working the day shift. That's why I'm saying the timeline in this episode doesn't make a whole lot of sense.
1: Skanky could have they don't let us they don't really give a hint of at what time of day does Skanky go with the warrant? Does he get to go home and like, oh, yeah, take a it nap could be first?
0: Like, well, we do. We do, though, right? Because Skanky, Skanky sneaks a chance at using the computer. Okay. Because he pauses to call Nick.
1: But that must be the next night. Yeah, because he, he,
0: he pauses to call Nick. Okay, so we paused it and rewatched the episode because we were getting ourselves real, real wrapped up, and confused there. And I have to admit, we are still confused, but we have now rewatched the episode. So Nick spends the night in the trunk, and the then, day. The day he spends the day in the his night the day in the trunk, and, and then, we get a
1: sunset shot.
0: We get a, and then he goes to the.
1: Station, Station to talk to Stone Tree. And right. Stone Tree's like, What the fuck are you doing, you fucking fucker? But <laughs>
0: <Yeah, Stone laughs> like just Tree's chewing him out. Still big mad. He's like, if we wanted a psychiatrist, you should have told me I'd have hired a real one.
1: Right. Yeah. And so while Nick is just casually just sprawled across the front of Stone Tree's desk, Skanky calls. Oh, put him on. Skanky's like Oh man, I got blisters on my corneas from all this reading. He's like, Nick, come help <laughs> me out, man. Like, give a brother a hand. And Nick's like, fuck you. He's like, you read the records. <laughs>
0: He's like, I'm, I'm pretty out. sure Stone Tree gave you the reading job. I, I'm the I'm the hot one. You're the research guy. So you could get off that. And so Skanky hangs at the phone, ogles a woman. It's just kind of palette cleanser uh, for Skanky, I guess. Yeah. And then he, as he's walking away from the phone, he sees a door open, and inside there is a computer. And he sits at the computer. He's like, oh, yeah. And so he just heads and shuts the door behind him.
1: Okay, so this is a contrast to the Dark Knight at pilot episode where they're in the hospital. Nick is in the room with the computer. And Skanky realizes the door is unlocked because they, they want access to the computer records, but they don't have a warrant at that point. And so Skanky like opens the door and peeks in, and he's like, nah, no. I'll wait for a warrant. And so he closes the door, and the Nick finishes collecting evidence without a warrant yeah. and he eats out of there. But this time, Skanky sees the computer and thinks, okay, I'm going for this one. And so Rachel and I actually talked about this one a little bit.
0: Off the pod.
1: Off the pod. Because this isn't quite Skanky being hypocritical. This is more the warrant should have covered access to the electronic records. Right. But the consequences of Skanky's casual sexism... Are that the person in the lady in charge of the records uh, is punishing Skanky for being a douchebag yeah. uh, by not by denying him access to Easily the records Searchable per, Records. Per the letter of the warrant. Right. But not the spirit of the warrant. And so Skanky's like, okay, technically I should have access to the electronic records. Yeah. So this time he's gonna go for it. He sees an easily accessible terminal. He goes for it.
0: Yeah. And so then Nick, we get Nick driving and Nick pulling into his parking spot as the sun is rising. So conceivably, Skanky rested the day and then just showed up at the hospital with the I warrant. didn't
1: see the sunrise.
0: Yeah, the, it's like pink in the background.
1: Okay. So we have we have Nick spends the day in the trunk. And then at dusk, he gets out and goes to the police station. Yeah.
0: And then they While both spend the night working. We don't
1: know how long Nick has been at the police. We don't know what time in the night it is. Yeah. It could be 10 o'clock. It could be 2 a.m. It could be 4 a.m. Who knows?
0: They both put a little time in this night, basically.
1: Uh, but Nick is talking to Stone Tree. Skanky calls. And Skanky says, man, I've been, you know busted my ass reading these records and nick is like uh well screw you i'm not going to help you with them uh because i'm going home and stone tree stands back and lets nick not assist his partner
0: (laughs) (laughs) nick gives him a um a rundown on what he's supposed to be looking for he says somebody who was oh yeah, and he, he says oh yeah, a let, male let within me. the last five years, probably discharged, possibly discharged, violence against women, probably his mother or some close family relative who's a woman, and oh oh, you mean Norman Bates?
1: Oh, let me spell that for you. N O
0: R A L. <laughs> okay, whatever, Skinky. And so Nick's like, you know what? That's a funny joke. Uh, you know what else is funny? I'm going home. See you later. And so he dips <laughs> and goes home. Has a drink. Yeah, gets a drink, and then skanky shows up at his apartment
1: probably at around dawn because yeah. we don't know if this they're isn't working gonna the make same. sense we okay. can
0: just let it lie just just so let we can part, just let the, this, this lie. this was the
1: most confusing part is yeah i thought they met back up at the police station but skanky shows up at nick's apartment right and it must just be their normal pattern skanky shows up at nick's apartment for the like shift handoff
0: yeah and so he show, he shows up with a folder
1: what is it well, after much time and trouble and a little bit of luck of
0: the skanky, my best guess I have at least 50 candidates. Any previous homicides? One.
1: His mother when he was 15. Right. And he hands it to Nick. With the electronic records access, he found Yeah, he this was actually able
0: to find and prevent further murders. Um
1: He was able to find 50 likely cases.
0: No, this was the best out of 50.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, but yeah. he, he yeah. had like 100 boxes of documents. Right. Yeah.
0: right. So, surprise sounds an awful lot like the patient that Christina Noble remembered randomly in the apartment. And he gives this folder to Nick. And in the meantime, Christina Noble's on her way to work at night. This is where we just need to, like, it's never going to make sense. Right.
1: Is is this dawn of the second day or is it dusk of the second day? It's
0: never going to make sense. You just have to suspend...
1: Anyway, it's nighttime now. Anyway, it's
0: nighttime now. Guess what, guys? It's nighttime now. And so Christina Noble is on her way to work, and she gets a phone call. And this is why we couldn't talk about the fact that the killer was creating a Christina Noble lookalike every time he murdered. Because if it anybody at any point had informed Christina Noble that this guy might be after her, she would not have taken a phone call from a former patient. Oh, the former patient.
1: The former patient. The
0: former patient, Matthew.
1: The one most likely case.
0: Yeah. And been like, oh my God, you got out? I'm so happy. I'll I'll come see you. I didn't
1: know you were released.
0: I'm going to come see you alone at your apartment without telling anyone else where I'm going. Okay?
1: It's the most 90s plot ever. Yeah,
0: so that's why we couldn't. We couldn't make a big deal out of it because if she knew she wouldn't have done it, it wouldn't be believable. Yeah. And then we get our filler, which if this filler looks familiar, it's because we just used it like five episodes ago. <laughs> the one where he's laying on his back and throwing tarot cards well, up.
1: We didn't use the tarot card one. We yeah, used we did. The chess no, we one. totally
0: did because he throws it up at the camera and it almost hits the camera. And I made a comment about, whoa, that was a good toss.
1: Okay, but it was a different episode than the chess one.
0: No, it was the same.
1: The chess one was... Are uh, we
0: going to have to watch another episode to clear this up?
1: It's okay to be wrong, honey.
0: Okay, so we, we watched. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we went back to episode five.
0: Yeah, okay, so Matt was right. We get the chest, chess scene from Dying to Know You, and then the card scene's in another episode.
1: I think the chess scene is also in that same tarot episode.
0: Well, you know what's throwing me it's off? It's reused a lot. Is the fancy dress coat that he's like the... The it's the same outfit and that that it's wearing. the same
1: room Yeah, and it's the an same
0: top-down camera angle. Yeah. Anyway, this is recycled footage. You know what else is recycled footage? The footage of him driving in the car immediately afterwards where he's got the popped collar and the white sweater from Dark Knight.
1: Yes, when he's on the way to the station.
0: Yeah, when he's on the way to the station.
1: Or he's on the way. Yeah, he's on the way to the radio station. Yes, the, yes,
0: some station of some. But then he
1: shows up at the radio station, and he's wearing the like suede shirt.
0: Right, the suede shirt. I can. And we, feel we were we were, we were reminiscing about.
1: Yes. I had like a maroon like suedey button up shirt. Oh, you had the when shirt when Rachel in and maroon. I were dating. Yes and oh my god can, both of us I can, can remember it
0: can fucking feel the shirt it did
1: not breathe no, at all it had it to be it was so heavy so
0: hot it weighed it was like a heavy 5 shirt. pounds
1: it was a nice winter shirt
0: yeah if you like sweating
1: it, if you if you like, well, and we're in the south. We we just accept sweating as a natural consequence of existence. <laughs> of
0: existence, uh, but yeah, this is I can I I can like this texture of shirt is just. But he's not wearing it. He's wearing a black shirt with like a black jacket. He's changed his shirt.
1: Oh okay, but yeah, it's still he went black. Back home and yeah, he's not into wearing his his
0: maroon jacket with his black shirt. He's wearing a black longer shirt, longer like trench coat with his not his usual trench, but like a. We don't get a lot of, we don't get our khaki trench coats. Well, maybe right at the beginning or after one of the bodies. But we don't. I should make a note of every time we see our khaki trench coats. Um, meanwhile, they find out that Christina Noble is missing. Somehow, the fact that both Skanky and Nick were fucked off doing something else and not paying attention to where she was has led to her disappearance. Uh, because the guy at the radio station who directs the phones just happily transferred this phone to her car phone her car phone guys which is why when Nick tries to call her and it says the person that you're trying to call is not available you're
1: trying to reach
0: is not available because you can't take that shit with you. Car phones were built into the car. They were all part and parcel. Tied
1: into the car battery. Tied
0: into the car battery you couldn't take it out. And we find out who the bad guy is. So we finally get Matthew finally get to see him and it's the guy from Stargate. Stargate Stargate Atlantis. Yeah, Stargate Atlantis. Um, And so Nick, which Matt, right? he was like, oh, it's it's the guy from Stargate Atlantis. It's like the
1: baby-faced nerdy guy from Stargate Atlantis.
0: Yeah. And so Nick takes over as the radio host.
1: Well, the lines are open if anyone out there feels like talking. Tonight's subject is fantasy. Have you ever acted yours out?
0: Uh, In an effort, a, a... well-thought-out plan (laughs) to find Christina Noble.
1: That Nick just came up with in the moment.
0: Yeah, he's like, guys, I got it. I got it. Put me on. Put me in, coach. (laughs) I'm ready for this. Which is an odd parallel to the fact that LaCroix is going to get a radio program. In the next season. Oh, oh my God. Did you guys not know Laqua's coming back? Laqua's coming back. Yeah, I knew he was. Spoiler alert. And he gets a radio program, which is the motherfucking highlight of this show. And I cannot wait until it comes back. Um, And so Matthew can't resist. He calls in. Because Nick's sultry tones just draw him out. And not only that, they draw him out for well past the amount of time it takes for them to trace the call. Not just the number, but the address. Everything.
1: Well, it's a landline. And yeah. landlines are very fixed to a physical address. Right. I mean, Which doesn't happen with computers on the internet now, because the IP addresses can switch around whenever you want. Right.
0: Yeah, this is- but a, yeah,
1: for a landline yeah, telephone.
0: This is a very direct yeah. thing. So Nick is in the middle of talking to him. He looks over, Skanky gives him a thumbs up, and he's like, we got the address? And then he just gets up and leaves. They know this guy has Christina Noble.
1: He knows that they know that this guy is listening to the radio program right now because this guy just called into the radio program. Right. If you just hop off the radio program,
0: he's going to
1: know. If
0: you're literally like, hi, guys, I'm a cop and I just traced that guy's call and I'm going to go to the address right now, that absolutely won't lead to negative consequences at all. Uh. And in fact, it doesn't. Oh, wait, no, it really fucking does. Because the guy takes Christina Noble up to the roof because he has to murder her up there and not in the apartment, which is really lucky because it's easy to get to the roof when you can fly. So Nick takes off from the radio station. if this is
1: actually his apartment, he doesn't want to clean up blood in his apartment. Every other killing that he's done has been in someplace not his, where he can just leave the mess, Right. But this is his place. He doesn't want to make a mess. Because who's going to clean it up? Not his mother.
0: <laughs> Ooh. Wow, I didn't know where that was going. I was along for the ride. I was, but I didn't know where we were headed.
1: I, I, I wasn't sure where that was going. And wow. I'm glad I found a way to tie you it just,
0: back. You just, you were like.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm riding this train until it arrives at the destination. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we got there together. As usual, honey. Woo-hoo. So, Skanky uh, hops on after Nick leaves instead of being backup, which I think is really funny. But Nick lands on the roof, uh, grabs this guy, and this guy is almost number 12 in our list of bad guys that Nick has exposed himself to, but he falls on a large electrical transformer and gets fried, which Nick just immediately turns around and starts flirting with Christina again. He's like, oh, hey, you doing all right? And she's like, oh, I twisted my ankle. Oh, and there's a dead guy over there. That cool with you? Well,
1: Nick immediately. The first thing Nick says is, you did everything you could.
0: Yeah. And she's like, you're right, I did. I'm, I'm fine now.
1: All right, let's throw some let's bang it yeah. energy at each other now.
0: Let's toss, some, let's toss some fuck me energy at each other. Just a little bit. It'll, it'll help my, it'll help my uh, ankle, ankle. heal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's the end of Christina Noble. We don't see her again after this. Because then we cut to uh, Nick is crossing a street. And he gets an ogle. He ogles the, uh, the rollerblader or the roller skater.
1: I didn't notice that.
0: Yeah, a roller skater ro- r- rides by. And Nick gets like a little side eye. It's a little skanky ogling, uh, but he doesn't. He's not. Gro- it's not gross.
1: If you don't hold it, it's not ogling.
0: Ah, he gets a glance then.
1: Yeah, he takes a glance. That's it's a, a reactionary thing. It's wow, built I love
0: that male version of what is ogling and what is not ogling. Thank you for that perception. You're welcome. In that moment, uh, so Nick crosses the street, gets in the car, and hands Skanky some food. So he's clearly bought Skanky some kind of a meal. And Skenky, who has been listening to the new host of Christina Noble's old television show, or radio program, quickly turns it to, like, classical music, and, and Nick is like, oh, you, this isn't what you were listening to. Is it And Skanky's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Right, and so, he hits
1: like the previous channel button.
0: Yeah, on his uh, 1962 Cadillac, <laughs> which just has like it, two It may dials. have an aftermarket radio. Oh, okay. Anyway, so he pushes the button, and it takes it back to what he was listening to previously, which is the radio program. And apparently the theme is Men in Uniform. Do women really fall all over you? And Skanky looks really uncomfortable. And he's like trying to desperately just eat his sandwich.
1: But Nick is already calling in.
0: Oh, yeah. This is a really funny bromance moment where Nick is like, you you can't repress this kind of stuff, Skanky. You got to let it out. (laughs) It's going to cause problems. Trust me, I know. One time I watched my vampire dad murder some guy that he pretended was his dad. And it was really weird. So I'm going to help you get on this radio program (laughs) so we don't end up in that situation again. And so we end with Skanky picking up the phone and going, well, it happened when I was a rookie. And then we cut to the credits. Yep. And that's the end of that episode. Overall, not the strongest episode. No. We didn't get a lot. I think what what was missing is there wasn't a lot of, um, there wasn't enough clarity to have real depth in this episode. Because we didn't really delve into the crimes all that much. There wasn't a ton of mystery over who did it. We didn't interact with the killer until the very, very end.
1: Right. And then even the people involved didn't really discuss the crimes or the detail of the crimes at all. Right. The most we got was her profiling what the killer based off of one crime scene.
0: And I think the reason that this feels so jumbled is there's a lot of scene hopping. There's like radio station room where the guy's murdering someone like radio station bam 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 i mean it's like rapid fire it's rapid fire transitions between scenes between like everything that's happening and we're really relying on dialogue to carry us through as to what's happening because we don't even know which we're not juggling a ton of characters in this episode Jeanette's not in this episode Natalie's not in this episode. It's pretty much just Nick and Skanky and Stone Tree and Christina Noble. And Stone Tree doesn't feel like Stone Tree. He's not helpful. He's not giving any sage advice. He's just angry, angry man the entire time. Nick is like cheerful but vacant. And then Skanky is just, he's literally only there to provide the nudge forward. For everyone else. So the only one actually putting any work into the case, as usual, is Skanky. And so he's just providing Nick with the information necessary to move us on to the next scene. Right. We're not ex- We're not really, except at the very end, where we get that fun, Skanky-Nick interaction, we're not really developing anybody's characters. We're not doing anything. It's just a very, it feels like a filler episode. Which is appropriate. We use some of our stock filler footage in it. But it just doesn't feel like we talk about or resolve anything. Maybe because the flashback isn't about Nick. So it doesn't, we don't feel like Nick is wrestling with anything.
1: Right. Right. Because literally in this case, it's just Nick remembering.
0: Yeah. He's just remembering like that time that he's that that really weird thing
1: to resolve some current crisis.
0: Yeah. Maybe that's why, I don't know. It's a good episode. I don't, I I always say that, but it's true. I've watched a lot of these episodes a lot of times. Um, I really enjoy this show. So it's not, it's okay for it to be a mediocre episode among other better episodes, but that's what it feels like. Cause it just kind of feels like, meh. be one of those ones where you waited all week, you put it on, you watched it. And when it got done, you were like, well, that wasn't wholly satisfying. I don't feel, like, sated for the week. I feel like, oh, man, i got to wait another week to see well, if I get a better episode. Well, now just looking
1: episode. forward to next week even more. Right.
0: Next week's episode is going to be very skanky heavy. So I think this is going to feel redemptive. We're going to get a little bit more um, deeper themes. We're going to wrestle with a little bit more. We're going to explore a little bit more of Skanky's character besides his very incel-like casual sexism which we usually get so i'm kind of looking forward to it cool. how are you feeling right now besides sick
1: oh well, looking at the scores dead air has the lowest rating for any episode in season one that's fair the next lowest one is spin doctor
0: that's fair too
1: and then next one is dying for fame
0: that one's odd.
1: And then the rest of them are all a couple decimal points higher than those three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> season one's not the strongest season. A lot of the 90s television shows, I feel like, were like this, where they'd, they'd get a successful pilot, they'd get on the air, they'd have a season one, and they were just good enough to make it to season two. And then in season two, they really got the budget and the funding and the writing to make it. That much better.
1: Right. Increase Be- the production value.
0: Right. Because it was probably getting like a, the Nielsen ratings were probably just high <laughs> enough. <laughs> and the the exit polls or whatever, where you would give, I don't know, you said you never got a Nielsen rating. packet. I,
1: I thought they were a myth. <laughs> we got
0: one one time. <laughs> I told you that. And we put, it was like a paper booklet and you put it on each TV. Right. And then you filled out. Like if you sat down, you would write what channel you were watching, what program you were watching, and how long you watched it. And if you changed it, you had to write down whatever you changed it to. So it was tracking viewership, which we can do digitally now. So this was probably getting high enough ratings that they were like, okay, there's something here. There's, there's some magic happening. Plus, this wasn't like anything else that was on at the time. I mean, Dark Shadows. Well, and
1: Season 2 wasn't, wasn't actually picked up. They were syndicated. Yeah, they were first-run syndication. They were independently funded, and then they sold the already finished filmed series to a studio, right?
0: Right. Yeah, they were yeah, first. So this
1: didn't even get picked up a, by a studio right. using the ratings.
0: But season three was on a major network.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. That would have been, wow, this show has two seasons. It's got a loyal following.
0: Let's give Book it a it shot. it for
1: another season.
0: Yeah. And we haven't got, I'm not even going to, that's going to spoil it. I can't even, I'm just going to leave it. I can't wait till we get to the series finale because we're going to have a lot to talk about. I'll leave it at that. So if you have. I,
1: I, I don't know what happens. I haven't seen the series finale.
0: No, you haven't. Cause I never and, watch it.
1: And then Rachel hasn't told me about it. No. So Rachel will keep me in the dark.
0: I'm getting better at not telling you about what's going to happen. Have you noticed?
1: You have been. You've been practicing.
0: Thank you. I have been. I've been trying to be spoiler-free because I am not spoiler-free. I like spoilers a lot. I don't care if people tell me what happens. So I have a hard time uh, respecting that, but I'm trying. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning that respect. I'm trying to be a practicing, uh, spoiler-free individual. So anyway. Oh, you've probably completely forgotten our exit lines. No. No. Well, you should follow us on Instagram. I I am working on it, guys. I've got uh, like 25 followers that I have to keep happy now. I've made a couple of reels. I've posted some pictures. I keep that updated more than anything else. And there's also a link tree there where you can click on it and find our links to everything. Um, like our website, our Patreon page. Um, if you join the Patreon, you can join the Discord And then you can chat with us, just like Ryan gets to chat with us.
1: Hi, Ryan. (laughs) Hi,
0: Ryan. Um, Yeah, so seriously, go check it out. It's fun. I try to make it fun. Pippin's on there. You've heard Pippin. He's meowed. He's harfed up a hairball in the middle of a recording. I mean, he's... He's he's, a
1: contributing member of the podcast.
0: He is a contributing member. He's always here with us. He's here with us right now, aren't you, Pippin?
1: Until we build the Pod Lab.
0: Yeah, Pippin is unconscious. So... Do feel free to follow us on the Instagram. That's my recommendation. We did just put out a book's talk with Kate. If Romanticy is Not Your Thing, we've moved on to sci-fi. It's pretty amazing. Check sci-fi out Murderbot. Book. Yeah, Murderbot. This
1: was a recommendation from me to Rachel. Yeah. A skeptically received recommendation that has been wholly welcomed yeah. and appreciated. It's
0: it's it's magic. It is absolute magic. And if you haven't read them yet, I highly recommend them. And they're by Martha Wells. And when you get done reading the first two novellas, because they're novellas, they're easy. Uh, they're like Forever Night novellas. They're a monster of the week, sort of, for the first couple of novellas anyway. Read them, and then go check out the book talk. We mostly staying on topic this time. Woo-hoo! Because so hope...
1: I wasn't there to interrupt.
0: Yeah, you were too sick. <laughs> <laughs> so we hope you keep listening. and
1: Remember... Sometimes the strangest things are also the most beautiful.
0: So be who you are and love what you love. Until next time, friends. Bye. 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 There you go, Scott. Thanks. From Glory, Thompson, Since when do you like opera? Or is
1: this just another aspect of your self-administered media literacy program?
0: Hmm. The hour is late, and the mood is kinky here on CTOK. This is Marsha. I thought so. I
1: want to hear from you give ears. me a our break. Our yeah, I, I right just wanted
0: to hear how the new host was working out, you know? Oh, you sure. On. Tonight, I want to hear from all the uniformed men in the city. What's it like? Do women really get turned on by your uniform? Come on, guys. Tell us about your experience. We'll be right back after the break with more kinky talk on
1: CTOK. Come on. Would you cut me some slack? Are you kidding? This subject was invented for you. I mean, I'm sure you got some old C-T-O-K. war stories. Wait, wait, hang it up. Hang it up. Hang that up. Repression is a serious thing, skanky. Hang it up. Hang it up. Give it to me. It to me. No, no, it's almost as bad as denial. I don't want to see you in denial. Right. I mean, it's unhealthy. You, Keep it up, and in no time, you'll be You're on Dr. On on Noble's you. new couch. Huh? I can't believe we're doing this.
0: Hello. Are you a man
1: in uniform? Yeah, just to hang on a sec, okay? Hello? Yes. You're on the air. It happened when I was a rookie.
0: You are listening to a Strange and Beautiful Network podcast, a network of shows focusing on unscripted discussions that promote positive but honest engagement with all the weird and wonderful topics that make our hearts happy. I want to take a moment to express my heartfelt gratitude to all our listeners. Your continuous support and engagement mean the world to us, so if you're enjoying the show, make sure to spread the love. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Strange and Beautiful Network to stay updated on the latest episodes, behind the scenes peaks, and exclusive content from all our shows. You can also find additional ways to support this show on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Strange and Beautiful Network. By becoming a patron, you'll gain access to bonus episodes, early releases, our Discord channel, and other exciting perks. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.